two ODIs of the Rose Bowl series done and dusted. It's Australia all the way. Their their winning streak just refuses to stop. Twenty third successive ODI win on the trot. Here they are winning the second ODI as well by seventy one runs. It was a good batting performance, but an even better bowling performance. All of which we are going to discuss. I have with me Shajin Mohanan as well as uh, Gomesh S. Let's start with you, Shajin. It was it's a it's a different kind of performance from New Zealand, wasn't it? Because it wasn't that. I mean, it a seventy one run victory margin seems one sided, but it really wasn't that one sided. I feel it was a game of two halves for New Zealand, both in their batting and the bowling during their. Bowling effort uh, first, that looked like they were Australia were running away with the game. Then they came back with Lee Cosprex that spell where they took four wickets for uh, forty or something and uh, restricted Australia to two seventy. And while their batting effort again started with seven four two, and uh, while Amelia Kerr and uh, Brooke Harriday was batting, it looked like uh, New Zealand could pull off something, but again. At the back end, they collapse like they usually do. Right, coming to you, Gomez. I think uh, I should get the Brooke Halliday mention out pretty early because uh, when at the toss, Amy Satterwhit said that she's going to change the batting order, push uh, Katie Martin down, push Halliday to five. That that kind of evoked a smile on my face because I expected. A tweet or or a mention in the podcast today. So your thoughts on that New Zealand batting order? It really seemed to work well for them. It kind of did, right? Despite losing the uh, two wickets early, New Zealand did not seem like uh, losing the grasp on the chase uh, because even after the first innings break, they were close to eighty odd runs, keep maintaining the run rate, close to four point five five. Uh, and once uh, Halliday and Emilia started batting together, we kind of saw uh, what could be a potentially uh, future pair uh, in the middle order for New Zealand. Uh, especially Emilia was brilliant today. She was the aggressor in the partnership. They scored what, around 40 odd runs in 70 balls or something like that. Though the partnership did not get them through, it was a huge promise of what could come in the next few two three years is what I saw, and I did not watch the toss. So toss, so I did not uh, know that Halliday is going to come up. Uh, so I was really surprised, and I was just uh, thinking that what what, is, what would be your reaction, and what did you feel watching Halliday and Emilia bat? I mean, the entire New Zealand batting performance was kind of refreshing for me because they lost two for seven very early. But then to see them kind of maintain a run rate of about six or their five or six for the first ten overs, it was just in the middle when Amelia Kerr and Brooke Halliday were batting when they kind of slowed down. But to look at to see that uh, despite those early wickets, they were going at a they were going at a very fair clip. That kind of I mean I it was uh, I was pleasantly surprised to see that approach because I thought already it's going to be a huge chase of two seventy two. Lose two early wickets and inform uh, Lauren Down and Amy Satterwhite, and it was easily easy for them to kind of go into a shell and slow down in, in order to kind of build that inning. But to see them kind of get into that flow was that was refreshing for me. Uh, but Shajin, coming to you, that knock of 87 from Rachel Haynes was so refreshing to watch, wasn't it? Because it wasn't 
I mean, again, you talked about New Zealand's batting, New Zealand's performance with the bat and ball being kind of one of two halves. But it was also something that was applicable to Rachel Haynes. It was wasn't a fluent start at the start uh, at the top, and then she kind of got into the groove once. Kerr came in once Kasparik came on to ball. Your thoughts on Haynes' knock today? Rachel Haynes has always been talked about someone underrated, but you don't know who is underrated in the Australian setup. So, talking about Rachel Haynes' innings, first she started, she was like 6 of 25 or something when the first ball was boring. That was also when Mayer was going for runs against Elisa Healy, but she, she, she struggled to bet against Mayer missing a few balls, a four balls. Then after the when the spinners came on, she started using her feet and she she was playing those nice paddle sweeps and all kinds of sweeps to get runs behind the wicket. That was refreshing to see. Yeah, one of one of the exciting aspects of watching Haynes bat is how she does against spinners, which as as you rightly said, those paddle sweeps, reverse paddles, and those those use of feet to come down the track, everything was on display. But talking about spinners, seven wickets fell for Australia, and all of them were lost to spin. One for Amy Satterthwaite, six for Lee Kasprick. Gomez, uh, where was Lee Kasprick all this while? We we're talking about their batting order, but there was this missing, mysterious, successful bowler who was hidden somewhere somewhere in the corner of New Zealand. She comes back in the second ODI, picks up six for 46. Thought on your thoughts on how they how the spinners went about for, for New Zealand. Though Jessica bowled really well in the opening spell, uh, Rosemary Mayer did not uh, do justice to her partner at the other end. She was bowling a lot straighter into Healy and uh, Healy was making the most of uh, out of it by flicking and pulling anything that's on the straighter on the, on the stumps and that's but once Lee Kasparik came in, uh, she drew Healy. Her dismissal was very interesting for me because she was trying to take on the spinners right from the ball one. And uh, uh, soon after she she saw Healy jump out of the crease, uh, Kasparik pushed it a little bit wider, wider of her, making sure that Healy cannot go on the leg side and ended up chipping it towards long, uh, hitting it towards long off and she got the wicket. And uh, I think it was a very similar case uh, with respect to Mooney's wicket in the end. Yeah, the only time she kind of went, I mean, looked to go against the spin was, was when she was dismissed off uh, Amy Satterthwaite. But let's let's talk a bit more about their bowling New Zealand because we've talked about how impressive Jessker has looked throughout the series, not just the one day, one day, the couple of one days, but uh, before that in the T20s as well. Today was sort of an off day for her. No wickets there. Shajin, 10 overs for 51. But the seamers, the other seamers who had to step up in Rosemary Nair and Hannah Rowe really didn't uh, have a, have the best of times with the ball. So And, and so did Haley Jensen, who bowled a couple of overs. Seam bowling there, is, is seam bowling New Zealand's new problem? I guess so. Because New Zealand's seamers seems to lack penetration like... Mayor has four wickets from 10 matches. Similarly, Anna Rose records are similar. Hailey Jensen has stopped bowling, it seems, or Amy Sotherway may have lost confidence in her. I think Jessica is the only bowler who seems to be having some sort of striking power in that lineup. But today, uh, I think when at the start, when Elisa Ely got going against Mayor and uh, 
Jesker bowled a bit of bit defensively in the beginning, I think. Yeah, that's it. New Zealand, uh, Australia. Remember, posted two seventy one for seven. But at one time, they were primed to go over three hundred. Then New Zealand fell way short. Were were bowled out for two hundred and. Uh, star of the australian bowling was jess johnson yet again matthew mot ahead i mean after the uh, t20 i spoke about how jess johnson is their tactician in the sense she kind of uh, looks at the lengths and lines to bowl on 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 a particular condition on a particular track in particular conditions today she returned with 3 for 29 gomesh uh, she really held her own even when emilia kerr and brooke halliday were going pretty strong didn't didn't she jess johnson we all know that she is an experienced campaigner and how smart and how astute she is with respect to her skills and it was again on display today uh, though emilia kerr and brooke halliday was going really well it was always going to be a matter of a wicket or two and uh, once the both of them got out jess johnson got into action and uh, my, again the one wicket that stood out for me was the wicket of maddy green where she went over the wicket for the left arm spin and uh, the angle that she created knowing that maddy green has to go after her, she created an angle where it was difficult for her to do so and i mean keely finally had a stumping today after all that she missed today so she was it was just another day for jess jonathan in the office today i would see that way only because we all know what she is capable of and she just made it easy for australia today to continue their winning streak 23 is it yes 23 it is 2-0 up one match to go in this rose bowl trophy let's kind of uh, wrap this episode of the clean bowl podcast by talking about the moment of the match i think i mean there'll be no uh, there'll be very few opposition i must say if i kind of pick up a moment of the match for every one of us saying that elis perry save would i be wrong shajin Do you have any other pick? My moment of the day will be Leah Kasparik dismissing dismissing Elise Perry when she came down the track and the ball was drifting away and Elise Perry had to reach for it and was caught at backward point. It's an interesting moment of the day, Gomesh. What's your pick for this game? Uh, I I wanted to go with Halliday and Emilia Kerr's partnership because for what it seems. for the future of new zealand cricket but i would also go with elise perry to show that what she can do with one leg in the boundary that that should be the moment of the day for me right the elise perry save turns out to be the moment it does the elise perry dismissal for shajin that turns out to be the moment of the match any all in all it's elise perry who features in one of the moments of of the day from our studios let us know your moment of the day you can write to us at trainball podcast at womenstripzone.com or you can also let us know in the comment section keep listening to us as we'll be coming back for one last time from this australia tour of new zealand on the, after the final odi on saturday till then take care and wear masks